guys, welcome to Dermatologist Talks, Science of Beauty. Today, we're going to talk about part two of the Asian beauty trends that have dominated the skincare and beauty world, and what our predictions will be in the trends for 2021. Before that, let's do a throwback. In 2017, glass skin first emerged as a K-beauty trend, with celebs sporting exceptionally smooth, glowy, radiant skin. The clear, poreless, translucent complexion was linked to the transparency of glass. Mochi skin from the world of Japanese beauty, on the other hand, dominated 2020, which apparently is all about bouncy, plump, and supple skin. So, what are some of the Asian beauty trends we'll expect to see in 2021? I do think that glass skin and mochi skin, which were very popular in 2019 and uh, 2020, are trends that are here to stay in 2021. Individuals are always uh, wanting to have a uh, smooth, poreless appearance of the skin. I do think that that is one of the commonest requests that men and women have now. And um, especially in Singapore's climate where we are um, more predisposed to acne and greasy skin because of the humidity, the, the tropical heat that increases the growth of bacteria. In the past, I feel that dermatologists would have found it a little bit hard to put uh, on this label that uh, acne is related to the climate. But now we understand more and more about the influence of the skin microbiome on various skin disorders and especially on acne. For example, we have known for a long time that Propionibacterium acnes um, is the causative organism in individuals who suffer from acne. Furthermore, people who have acne are also prone to getting secondary bacterial infections. Uh, fungal acne is usually inappropriately described by laypersons, but that really refers to an acne-like eruption that's caused by a yeast known as malassezia, and this causes uh, pityosporum folliculitis, which is inflammation of the hair follicles, which is a condition that can look very much like acne, especially in individuals who have breakouts over the hairline and the forehead area. All these are directly related, uh, related to the variety in the predominant microorganisms on one's skin. So uh, we also are concerned with the healthy skin flora that makes up the uh, normal skin uh, microbiome. Well, another trend that um, I feel will be here to stay uh, is related to the um, masni uh, issue, and that's really because of the ongoing COVID pandemic. With widespread mask wearing, we've certainly seen the effects of microbiome dysbiosis, especially when it's in an occlusive environment uh, under a face mask, for example. We've also started to reflect on the, the effect of environmental factors. Singapore, uh, for example, being very, very humid and having elevated temperatures um, as opposed to temperate climates that will affect the growth of microorganisms on your skin. So if you are acne prone, then these factors will make an impact on your skin. Can you tell us what the difference between mochi skin and glass skin is? 
One of the trends we've seen a lot of is the glass and mochi skin phenomenon. Let me share a little bit about the differences between glass skin and mochi skin. I think that five years ago, if you had asked me whether this was just a fad, I probably would have said that yes, it was a fad and it wasn't a very realistic goal. However, because of our increased knowledge of cosmeceuticals, mainly from the uh, Korean cosmeceutical and biotechnology um, industry and, and the academic research that's going on in the universities there, uh, I think right now we realize that there are a lot of molecules in um, this respect that can assist in creating this sort of complexion. And the truth is, a lot of women in Korea have this sort of glass skin and mochi skin. And it's not, uh, you know, only due to the cosmetic late uh, procedures such as lasers that they are doing. The difference, um, you know, between glass and mochi skin is also quite interesting. Mochi skin is supposed to be matte while glass skin uh, gives a dewy and glowy appearance. I feel that something which is inherent in both glass and mochi skin is um, the, the health of the skin barrier. So if we are examining a trend from the perspective of, um, you know, something that comes and goes, something which is not sustainable, then I feel that there are... A um, few things to address in this kind of labeling of the different types of skin that you can have. However, if you're viewing it as a reflection of a true dermatological principle, uh, in this case, we're talking about the barrier function being healthy and hence giving rise to this sort of appearance of skin, then it's more a, than a trend and it's, it's sort of uh, a skincare awakening or revelation. Well, I see. In the same vein, what are some tips to achieve glass or mochi skin? Molecules that can help you achieve a glass skin appearance, uh, which can also be incorporated into CC creams uh, and foundation, would be hydrating molecules. Hyaluronic acid, we're familiar with that, but uh, beyond that, you know, I have been using polyglutamic acid-based mists and serums in my skincare formulations, and I think these work very well in our tropical climate. The science behind this is essentially that polyglutamic acid um, is a large molecule, and it actually holds five times more water than hyaluronic acid by virtue of the fact that the molecule just sits on your on the skin and um, you know it's also a humectant re reducing transepidermal water loss it can result in the improved appearance of your skin pores for mochi skin i feel that there is an element of a mattifying effect on the skin with the use of sebum regulators. For example, we have been using zinc in a textile cosmeceutical in our zinc cool mask under the biomaterials arm. Topical zinc has also been used as an anti-inflammatory agent for the adjunct treatment of acne and also for its ability to regulate sebum. 
All of that in total can interfere with the physiological functions of skin and give rise to a a certain um, appearance that can be desirable. Uh, the key thing with signs is that you really need to keep an open mind. And Asian developed cosmeceutical ingredients um, have really, you know, seen a huge jump in terms of the quality as well as the um, different ingredients, the quantity uh, that are being discovered. And it's with um, you know, evidence that's been gathered from the um, research institutes as well. Something which I would have said no to five years ago, I would change my mind uh, right now uh, because I've actually seen it. Now, a lot of the Western, um, you know, dermatologists, those practicing in the in Europe on US, who uh, are still relying on traditional cosmeceuticals like retinoids, hydroquinone, um, the alpha hydroxy acids, salicylic acids. Now, they may be a lot more skeptical, and also because of the accelerated photo aging process uh, in you know, certain skin types, phototypes one and two. Um, but something that we are really seeing uh, that's possible in an Asian uh, person and um, also with the right kind of um, cosmeceutical skin care is a dewy, glowy complexion. And uh, that can also be achieved with uh, the, the use of um, correctly formulated foundations and CC creams with these hydrating molecules. Furthermore, there is an increasing body of evidence which points towards these active ingredients um, especially botanicals that uh, you know are used with the antioxidant properties as well um, in what is popularly marketed as anti-pollution skin care. Um, the evidence behind the skin exposome uh, as a large contributor of um, aging is um, you know very relevant to uh, support the use of antioxidant skin care. Now, all these can directly increase the radiance of the skin and also indirectly because of their reduction in uh, free radical uh, damage. It's also much more than what we had traditionally advocated in terms of using retinols or retinoids. These are synthetic molecules with a lot of irritation side effects. Myself, I wasn't able to tolerate retinoids after I entered my 30s, whereas I was able to use it at the highest concentration for a good 10 years before that. Retinols and retinoids are not going to give you mochi skin or glass skin, but they can give you retinoid dermatitis. In fact, we have a term to describe an individual who has been on a retinoid and we can easily recognize it, I mean, amongst dermatologists, and that's what we uh, term as a retinoid uh, facies. So I feel that, um, you know, in the name of science and with COVID-19 in 2019, uh, going on to 2020, all of us are sort of compelled to, you know, get out of our high chair, high horses. And um, I feel that it's very important uh, for us to keep an open mind and where science points as to a possible beneficial effect. 
I think we should definitely entertain that. Moving on to key beauty products, I am definitely keeping in 2021. I think that relates to what we've discussed so far. I feel that because the skin microbiome is such a relevant topic now, um, you know, with Masni, interventions that can assist in Masni treatment will be something that's a clear keeper. Botanical anti-inflammatory active ingredients are far more appropriate for the treatment of Masni than benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, um, the outdated use of tea tree oil, or even um, you know traditionally prescribed retinoids. These um, used you know for acne treatment, but it's only going to cause increased irritation um, side effects under the occlusion of a face mask. Topical antibiotics have been used in the treatment of acne as well, but it's well known to cause bacterial resistance. So this is very significant given that um, masne is going to rise in incidence. And um, if there is widespread use of topical antibiotics for the treatment of masne, then it's going to contribute towards the development of antibiotic resistance worldwide. For anyone also who has been struggling, who was struggling with at least moderate to severe acne and have used a topical antibiotic, they know that after a while it stops working. So, you know, I think uh, having a good pimple cream and, you know, preferably one that's evidence-based, um, a botanical derivative. So I currently use chlorella, which is an algae extract, as well as a... Uh, extract known as babarin, which is uh, derived from traditional Eastern uh, medicines, but has been proven in cell and clinical studies, although it's quite limited, uh, to directly target the pathways involved in acne formation. And we've had good results in our dermatology practice. Polyglutamic acid, as opposed to just using hyaluronic acid or your ceramide moisturizers, etc., uh, for hydration, I feel polyglutamic acid is um, an ingredient in a moisturizer that will gain much more attention uh, moving forward. So, of course, there is a reason why it hasn't been as uh, popular as hyaluronic acid and in terms of brand uh, marketing, etc., and that's really because of the cost of the ingredient. In my work in cosmeceutical research, I've always found that the payoff for these uh, more expensive active ingredients, um, you know, is going to be worth it. I also feel that it is something that women have to understand. If there is a brand or a product that's touting a cosmeceutical that is dirt cheap, it's very unlikely to be of the same quality as a cosmeceutical product that works with uh, scientists, dermatologists to assess the clinical benefits of the active ingredients. I feel that it is important um, to understand that with efficacy, you do need research, testing, investment, and also uh, quality active ingredients. So it's really important to do your brand research. So that about sums up my best beauty tips for 2021. And I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode on the upcoming beauty trends and I will see you guys on the next episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also follow me on my Instagram at Dr. Teo Wan Lin for the latest updates.